Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. I'm going to ask our video department to get our our nuggets ready, but just before uh, we uh, engage in what I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart to share with you today, I want you to turn to your Bibles. Get your Bibles. And uh, they were playing a song before before we came out. And I I want to, uh, man, get your Bibles and go to Isaiah chapter 40. Get your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 40. And then we're going to get right into what I believe the Lord has placed on my heart to share with you today. Look at Isaiah chapter 40. And look at verse 28. It says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints and God we serve, the God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he never gets weary. His understanding is unsearchable. His understanding is unsearchable. Just when you think you got God figured out, amen, he shows you another side of himself. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and become weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is the blessing when you wait. That's what happens when you wait. When you wait on God, if you'll just continue to wait, wait however long you have to wait, but wait. But we have a promise that if we wait on the Lord, strength is going to be renewed. Good God of mercy. Amen. Strength is going to come back to your legs and your ankles. You're going to be able to stand up and and walk and not get weary. And if you decide to run, you're going to be able to run and not give out of gas. But the key is we have to to wait. Somebody need to wait on the Lord this morning. You become weary and discouraged, but just stay in a place of expectation, expecting that even though you're in an impossible situation, you're expecting God to move. You're expecting God not only to breathe on your situation, but you're expecting God to breathe on you. Oh, may a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost touch you today strengthen you today may the power of God so engulf wherever you are so engulf the space that you occupy this morning that it will blow out of you all sickness all disease all discouragement all heaviness everything that's not like God may the wind of heaven blow it out as we good God of mercy as we wait on as we wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn, if you would, your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 23, and we're going to get started today. I think my wife has already made mention. It's really not that important. I'm Pastor Steve Howe. 
the senior pastor here at Harvest Church where Jesus Christ is Lord. And thank God for all the branch pastors of Harvest Church all around the country and those that are yet to be uh, manifested, but it's going to come to pass. Glory to God. All of those pastors who are submitted and connected to this ministry, we certainly thank God for you. And to the Harvest Church members and to our e-church members, praise be to God. Come on and help me. Help me today to magnify the God of heaven, the God of earth, the God who's willing and able to turn every situation around. Amen. As your pastor, I love you today. Amen. I love you with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have nugget number one ready? Let's get busy. Nugget number one. Come on, we need to get busy. Amen. Mother's Day's coming. It's just around the corner. Somebody's got to go for the next couple weeks, get an extra job, make some extra money so they can do something extra special for their mama on Mother's Day. Nugget number one. Ready? Let's read together. Everything depends on what you think. Come on, say it again. Everything depends on what you think. Come on, say it again. Everything, 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 everything. No, everything, everything depends on what you think. Nugget number two, please. We have received the right to rule over all things. How many things? Over all things. How many things? Over all things on this earth. Nugget number three, please. To be successful, you must have an image of yourself as a ruler. Good God of mercy. You must have an image of yourself as a ruler. I'm a ruler. I'm a ruler. I am not to be dominated. I am a dominator. God created me to rule. I am a ruler. And I have to keep saying it until I get an image on the inside of me that I am a ruler. Glory to God. God sanctioned and ordained for you and I to be rulers. Nugget number four. Nugget number four. I will ride upon all circumstances and trouble to victory. Come on, you'll have what you say. Say it again. I will ride upon all circumstances and trouble and I'll ride it to victory. Glory to God. Nugget number five. Got a lot of nuggets today. I am a ruler over my environment and circumstances. Come on, you say it out loud. I am a ruler over my environment and circumstances. Come on, say it again. I am a ruler over my environment and circumstances. In other words, you're declaring no man can hold me back. No circumstance, no situation can stop me from going forward and possessing all that God had predestined for me to do and have. Nugget number six. It can be done. Glory to God. Come on, say it out loud. It can be done. Come on, point to two or three people or five people or point to the fish in the fish tank. Amen. Point to your dog or your cat, but point to them and tell them that it can be done. Glory to God. Everything that you declare, everything the word of God says, it can, are you listening to me this morning? It can be done. Come on, shout it out three times. It can be done. Say it again. 
It can be done. Say it again. It, yes, it can. It can be done. No matter how impossible it looks or seems, it can. It can be done. Now let's get busy. Proverbs chapter 23. You people at home, don't rush me this morning. Amen. Just let, let me go. You're in Proverbs chapter 23. Everything, this is so paramount that you understand that everything depends upon how you think. Proverbs 23 verse 7. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, come on, so is he. Come on, talk to me, dirt. Come on, people of God. Come on, Harvest Church members. Talk out loud in your house like you would in the house of God. Amen. Make that your sanctuary. Come on. For as a man, what? What about him? So is he. So thoughts have an effect on your health and your body. Thoughts have an effect on your health and your body. The body is just a servant. Your physical body is just a servant to your mind. It's amazing. In my study, I came across something the other day. Just the Lord's goodness just came into my, to my company where I could delve into it and, 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 and dissect it. They had done a survey. Now, we didn't talk about people necessarily serving God or believing God and all that, but they done a secular survey, and they discovered in the medical field that people who wake up in the morning and the first thing they do, they start declaring how grateful they are. Isn't this amazing? The secular world, the medical profession, they done a survey. They, they done an experiment and discovered that people who by and large uh, were dominated with an with a attitude of gratitude that they had a greater success of being healthy and happy because they had an attitude of gratitude. They were thankful. And so when I read that and delved into all of the different things that they, procedures that they engaged in to come to this medical conclusion, I began uh, just naturally, I started thinking about how far God has brought me from. I started thinking about how my life used to be and how my life is today. And then I realized it within myself that when I look at where I was and I look at where I am, I have no room at all in my soul to be uh, depressed, to be discouraged, to, to, to be upset, to be bitter, to be angry, to be disappointed. When I look at where I was and not, not, not where I'm going, when I looked at where I was, and I look clearly at where I am, not where I'm going, but just where I am right now. Oh, my God. I mean, gratitude just welled up on the inside of me. When I thought about where my life used to be and what I didn't have and what I couldn't do and where I couldn't go. And now the things that I have and places that I can go and the things that I could do because the Lord has been good to me. Would somebody who have the same testimony, would you take 15 seconds in your own house and stand up on your feet in your own house and give him praise for what he's already done? Mm -hmm. So, based upon this word, sickly thoughts will express themselves through a sickly body. 
sickly thoughts will express themselves through a sickly body. Wow. So to perfect your body, you must guard your mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, come on, so is he. Your first nugget said everything depends upon what you think. Everything. Everything depends upon what you think. Where you live depends upon what you think. How you live will depend upon how you think. What you have will depend upon how you think. Where you go will depend upon how you think. A good marriage or a bad marriage will depend upon how you think. What kind of family you're going to have. If you're going to have a family at all, it's going to depend upon how you think. A little house or a big house, it will all depend upon how you think. If your thinking is small and somebody tries to give you something bigger than you think, you'll reject it. And if somebody forcefully gives you something bigger than you think you deserve over a projected period of time, you will make that big thing small. Because everything will evolve to the place of how you think. Good God of mercy. So if the Lord, who God, are you ready for this? So if the Lord sends your way a blessed man to be your husband and he's a good man, but you don't think you deserve it, you'll drive him away. Oh, Jesus, I didn't get any shouts on that, Jesus. Give me something else. Are you listening? Everything depends upon how you think. What kind of car you drive, big car, small car. Whether you drive a Volkswagen or a Corvette, it'll all depend, or a truck, it'll all depend on how you think. If you're going to be happy or you're going to be sad, it's going to be directly related to how you think. Well, I'm going to have a sad day. I agree with you because if that's what you're thinking and that's what you're believing for, you are going to have a sad day. But if you believe in God that it's going to be a good day, I don't care what comes or goes, you're going to have a good day. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Everything depends upon how you think. Whether you're going to be late to work or on time to work. If you're going to be late to church or on time to church. If you're going to be late catching the plane or early catching it. Everything. If you're going to get to the airport on time or going to have to rush to the airport like a wild man because you left too late, all of it depends upon how you think. So, so there's no sense of you beating on people who are late all the time. They're late all the time because of the way they think. You give them enough time and they'll find a way to be late because it's how they think. People are on time or before time, they're not any different than the other person other than the way they think. Your whole life evolves around how you think. What you have today, right now, is directly related to how you have been thinking. And so if you're believing God for something else, then you're going to have to elevate, you're going to have to transform, you're going to have to have a paradigm shift in the way you think. Is this good? So you want a good marriage? Work on your thinking. Because if you get your thinking right, you'll get your actions right. 
And if your actions will line up with what you say you want, then what you want will manifest. Because you're going to get the crop of the seeds that you sown. So if you sow corn seed, you can't get mad if, if your wife grows up and she's like a corn stalk. You're going to get what you plant. Are you listening to me? Boy, nobody happy about that but three kids and they don't know what I'm saying. So you're going to get whatever you're thinking. What, because whatever you're thinking is going to determine what you plant. And whatever you plant, eventually you're going to get a harvest on it. Good or bad. Amen? Let's go to the book of beginnings. Oh, my, I'm excited now. Genesis chapter number one. We've been there in former lessons. Genesis chapter one, look at verse 26. Everything depends on what you think. Are you in Genesis chapter one? Look at verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. I dealt with that the last lesson. You need to get that, get that, uh, get that message uh, according to our likeness. So God said, let us make man according to our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the er all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Look at the next verse, verse 27. So God created man, and God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female. I, I, I want to give much time to this on this particular, uh, this particular verse of Scripture because we did it the last time. But I do want to say this, that notice mankind is the only thing that God created like himself. Not even the angels were created in the image of God. Man was created in the image of God. Did we go on with verse uh, 27 uh, where he said male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, subdue it, dominate it, have dominion over it, have dominion over it, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. Do you see that? I said, did you see that? So we have received, good God of mercy, we have already, we have received the right to rule over all things on this earth. We have, been, we have been authorized by God, being made in his image, in his likeness, and in his similitude. We have been deputized from heaven. Good God of mercy. We have been deputized uh, from heaven to, to, to rule over everything on the earth. We are, we are authorized. We are legalized. Amen. In, in, in the court of heavenly justice. That to exercise dominion, power, and authority in the earth. This is, this is good news. This, I said this is good news. Again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, you don't need to turn there. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. In other words, we have received the nature. We have received the nature of God. I did that in a former lesson because your problem is, is not your nature. Your problem is your unrenewed mind. As a Christian, if you're stumbling and falling and carnal and, and always doing things that are wrong, your problem is not your nature. 
Your problem is that your mind hasn't been renewed with the word of God. The Bible says put on the mind of Christ. And we do that by getting into the word of God. I said a whole lot there. Say this. I have a right to live the blessed life. Come on, say it again. I have a right. I have a God authorized right to live the blessed life. Now, I have the right to live the blessed life. Now, hallelujah. Are you listening? You have a right by God to live the blessed life. You have, you have a right. And I don't care what it looks like. You have a right to live the blessed life now. And it can be done. Good God of mercy. Come on, say it. It can be done. I have a right right now to live the God kind of life. And it can be done in my life. Hallelujah to Jesus. I said hallelujah to Jesus. So Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Wow. So to live as a ruler, you must have an image of yourself as a ruler. God called us to rulership, but to rule over the circumstances and situations and the sphere that God has placed you in and myself in to be able to dominate in that arena, to be able to rule in that arena, I must have a rulership self-image on the inside of me. I can't have an image on the inside of me that I'm just a little old wretched sinner saved by grace. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I used to be a sinner, but I'm saved now. Now I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you can't be both of them. You can't be a sinner saved by grace and the righteousness of God. No, when you called on Jesus and made him Lord and Savior of your life, you cease from being an old wretched sinner saved by grace. Now you have the power of God on the inside of you. And that same power that raised Jesus from the grave, it resides on the inside of you. And with that power, you're supposed to dominate and rule and walk over scorpions and any demonic force that would try to stop you. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in you now. This new man, that he that is in, in this world. Oh, Jesus. So you must have an image of yourself as a ruler. So if you have an image of yourself on the inside as somebody who's just barely getting along, an old beggar just going through the land, you know, being dominated, being moved and tossed to and fro. If, if you've got a low self-image of yourself on the inside, that's how you're going to live. Not only is that how you're going to live, but that's how people are going to treat you. You cannot treat people any old kind of way if they think about themselves any old kind of way. <laughs> they, they won't tolerate it. Oh, my. You, you, you can't kick me around. You, you, you can't be tossing me all around. Why? Because I'm not kicked around on the inside in my image. Yeah. The image I have on the inside is not tossed all around. I'm solid. Yeah. Amen. My, I'm, I'm rooted like, like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. I know who I am, and I know who I am in Christ Jesus. 
Hallelujah. So I'm not what you say. I'm not what my mama said if it doesn't line up what God said about me. I'm not what the teacher said about me in kindergarten or first grade or second grade or third grade. I'm not what people may have expressed about me who had low expectations for me. I am who God says I am, and I can do what God says I can do. Come on and say it. I am. Come on, say it. I am who God says I am. And sometimes you're not even what you say you are if you're not saying what God says about you. I am what God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. That just simply means it doesn't make any difference where you were born. It doesn't make any difference who like you or don't like you. It doesn't make any difference who will help you or won't help you. You will still get there because you have an image on the inside that if I got God on my side, there's nothing I can't do that God has ordained for me to do. Somebody ought to shout over that truth. Now, let's look at this. Let's go to Psalms 29. This is what I look at every time I get a little, you know, depression trying to grip, grip my heart. Doubt is trying to, you know, get me to bow my knee. Discouragement. You know, sometimes you can be dealing with certain things and, and uh, trying to make certain things happen. And, and it looks like it's just not going to change. And, and if you don't catch yourself, sometimes, man, you, you, can, feel, you can feel discouragement trying to grip your heart. You can, come on now, don't play me like everybody's been there. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you know, I mean, you really believe in God to a certain degree, but then, you, you know, maybe you stop listening to the word of God like you should or praising God like you should, or you just get your eyes off a little bit, and man, just, it's like a, a you know, a spirit of heaviness trying to grip you, uh, uh, something like, a, like an invisible force that is bombarding your soul, telling you it won't happen, it, it, it can't be done. Uh, I, I know what you were thinking, but, but it's not going to happen. And, and, and you, you can become a little discouraged. Anyway, uh, when, when I'm facing situations like that, and I face the multiplicity of them over the years, I, I'd always look at uh, Psalms 29 and look at, look at verse 10, Psalms 29. I wanna, want you to make a mental note of it, write it down. Whenever you find yourself uh, becoming discouraged or depressed or, you know, you just feel like, you know, the devil's trying to tell you it's not going to happen. I want you to look at Psalms 29. Look at verse 10. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood. Oh, my. I, I got this in my spirit. So, somebody's believing God for a house. You believe in God for a new job, and uh, the builder's acting stupid, acting ugly on you. Uh, the lenders are, are vacillating, and the people who said they was going to help you, they, they seem like they're double-minded, starting to change their mind. And, and you're starting to entertain the thought that maybe it's not going to happen. The devil is a lie. It is going to happen. It is yours, amen, and it's yours now. It's not yours next year. It's not going to come around the mountain three years later. It's yours right now in the name of the Lord. And look what he said. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people, and I'm one of his people. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people. The Lord will bless his people with, with, with what? With, with peace. So, so how does this scripture, Pastor, how does it inspire you? How, how does it in, encourage you? How, how does it lift you out of a place of, 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 of darkness? Or how does it lift you out of a place of, of, of where you, you're, you're becoming uh, a weak, you're becoming a weary, you, you're, you're entertaining, vacillating in your faith about something that you know God said? 
How does this scripture inspire you to keep on walking with God? How does this passage of scripture, verse 10 and 11, how do those verses lift you up? They lift me up because I recognize that I have been made in the image and the likeness of God. And whatever God can do, he has authorized me to operate the same way. And so when I'm facing a difficult situation or something just seems like it refuses to be transformed into the way that I know God says it is supposed to be, uh, I do what I call, I have an envision. I, I have an envision. You all know what a vision is. Uh, the Bible says, for without a vision, people what? So, so I, have, I have my own personal envision. In other words, I run my own TV program on the canvas of my imagination. Oh, you know how that works. You're sitting there watching your favorite program, and then all of a sudden, they break in with a 30-second or a minute commercial. And then they show you something that wasn't even on your mind. But after you saw that commercial, maybe two or three times, on the inside of you, you make a decision, man, I want that car. I want that crock pot. I got one, but I like that one because it's got a timer on it. And, and you meditate on it. You meditate on it. And then not only do you meditate on the crock pot, you start meditating on what store you need to go to to get the best deal to get it. And you give it a period of time, uh, uh, all of a sudden, uh, your, your imagination, uh, ingenuity, ideals start coming into your spirit, into your soul. Uh, ideals to make what you envision come to pass. Somebody comes by and maybe they give you a word or maybe they bless you with something. And that's exactly what you needed to bring that envision into reality into your life. And so, so now you want that product. Are you listening to me? So I do the same thing when it comes to my own life. I'll look at something and I have myself an envision. In other words, I envision on the canvas of my imagination. Not my present situation, but what I want it to be like. And I keep looking at it, what I want it to be like, not the way it is, the way I want it to be. Outwardly, it's not the way I want it to be, but inwardly, it is exactly the way I want it to be. I don't see on the outside, it's not finished, but on the inside of my imagination, it's done. It's already done. And so I meditate on it. I hover over it. Amen. I mutter it. Amen. I, I, I pronounce it out of, my, out of my mouth. I get it on the inside of me. I let it saturate my very being, and then I speak it out. Are you listening to me? And it's just like God in Genesis chapter 1, how the earth was formed and there was darkness on the face of the deep, but the Holy Spirit, the Bible said, it hovered. It hovered over the creation of God, and it caused order to come. It caused light to come. It caused water to, 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 to be divided so that there would be land and water. Are you listening to me? So we have been made in the image of God. So that means there's nothing I cannot change if I would be willing to give myself an envision on the inside. I can, I can, I can dream. I can imagine. Amen. On the canvas of my imagination, a better life than what I'm living right now. Ooh, Jesus. I said, ooh, Jesus. So I run my own TV program on the canvas of my imagination. And so like the Lord Jesus, who enthrones over the flood, 
I will ride upon all circumstances and all trouble. I'll ride upon all circumstances. You need to say that to yourself. I will ride, amen, like the Lord Jesus Christ who's enthroned over, who enthroned over the flood. I'm like God. I'll ride over all circumstances. I'll ride over all trouble, and I'll ride it all the way to victory. That very thing that Satan has sent to destroy me, I'll get up on top of it and ride it like a donkey, and I'll ride it all the way to victory. And what the devil sent to defeat me, I'll use it to propel me to greatness. It's the devil who sent discouragement. I'll jump on discouragement and declare who I am in Christ Jesus, and I'll ride it all the way to victory. Somebody ought to be shouting about right now. So as you declare the word of the Lord over your life, all fear, all fear will dissipate. And the assurance of victory will fill your heart as you declare the word of the Lord over your life. And it can be done. I said it can be done. You can rule over your environment. You can rule over your circumstances. And so, people of God, if you're facing something right now, I want you to know that God did not permit that thing to come to destroy you, but for you to exercise your faith and get stronger. And so, I want to encourage you to do the thing that I do is envision. Create your own television program. Sit down in your living room or your bedroom or your lazy boy and, and, and turn on the television in, 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 the, in the imagination of your mind and turn it to the right channel where nothing but thus saith the Lord is being expressed and then start envisioning on your television set, on the canvas of your imagination. Start seeing sickness leave. Start seeing a healed body. Start seeing and envisioning yourself financially successful. Start right now, two weeks out. Start envisioning, start seeing, doing something different, something unexpected, something nice for your mother for Mother's Day. Just, just, just blow her away with goodness and kindness. Start envisioning, start seeing where money is not an obstacle. Oh, Jesus. I, I was riding along the other day, and uh, my wife was sitting on the other side. I was in my truck, and out of my spirit, I said, I, I said, I said, money moves. And she said, what? I said, in my spirit, I heard these words, money moves. And I start saying, money moves. And you know that, people of God? Money moves. Yeah, I know about money coming, but money moves. Come on, say it. Money moves. Come on, say it again. Money moves. Yeah, it does. Money moves. And it, it either moves towards you or away from you. But money moves. It's moving right now. And money is moving either towards you because of the way you think. Or it's moving away from you. And so you're broke week after week, month after month, year after year. It's all because of the way you think. Because money moves. It's moving right now. 
And so I begin to declare that money is moving toward me, not away from me. So I have to guard what I allow to come out of my mouth, and I have to guard who I associate myself with. Because money moves. And the things that I want to do, it takes a lot of money to bring this vision to pass in this ministry. It takes a lot of money to bless the people that you want to bless. And God already knows when I get it, I'll do what I said. I'll do what I covenant with him. I'll do what I promise to do with it when it show up in my hands. I know somebody's struggling with this, but I'm not because it can be done. Glory to God. All things are possible to them that believeth. And all things are possible for me. And all things are possible for you, the things that God has called you to do. The things that God has called you to do is possible. This blessed life that God has made available to all of those who are willing, I want you to get in on this good thing. I want you to get in on it. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.